This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. What's going on, everybody? I'm Mara. And I'm Taz. And welcome back to Sisters Who Kill. You and your homegirl are out. Hmm, hmm, hmm. They say you should stick to the G-code, right? No snitching, none of that. But what happens when your life is on the line? All right, you guys, you know that I have been trying my best to be a stylish queen, and it has been working out pretty well with Newly. It is a subscription clothing rental service that is all about helping you have fun and get creative with your style. I love this because you can choose any six styles a month. They have access to over thousands of styles and over 400 brands. It's got all different types of sizings from petite all the way up to 5X, and the shipping is fast and free. And if you find something that you really, truly love, you can buy it, sometimes up to 75% off. I love that Newly is flexible. It has no fees like late fees, damage fees, or anything like that. It's fun because you really get to switch up your style and find something new, and you're saving. Go on over to Newly so that you can try out something new, post your picture on Instagram, and send it right on back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code SISTERS20. Just go to Newly, N U U L Y dot com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code SISTERS20 and sign up and get $20 off your first month. That's N U U L Y, Newly with to use with the code SISTERS20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Our players this week are Marcus Ellington, our victim, Eddie Blackshear, our accomplice, Shondell Wright, our accomplice, Brittany Baxter, our murderess, and Taniqua Woodard, our murderess. Brittany Jolice Baxter, I thought it was Jolene for a minute. I was about to be like, Jolene, 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 Jolene. Oh, no, that's not her middle name. Brittany Jolice Baxter was born in 1993 to her mom, Laverne Baxter, in Detroit. Soon after she was born, her family moved to Eufaula, Alabama. And friends that knew her said that she was shy, she was quiet, but she was very sweet. She was the type of person that had a lot of goals for herself. She loved children. She loved being around people. She was one of those people that you could depend on. She even had a sister. Her sister's name is Justina. And Justina said that her sister was the type of person that you could rely on, that you would love to be around. Now, by the age of 21, Brittany found out that she was pregnant and she had herself a son named Kayvon Jacoby Baxter. And he was born on June 21st, 2013. 
I Britney's. said, well done on her, because she fit two apostrophes in that fucking name. <laughs> what in the hell? <laughs> I found the baby's name because I had to go on newspaper.com, and it was like a small country town. They put the births in the newspaper. Yeah. And so, Crystal, yeah. Crystal was in the No, we was in the newspaper because we was Where twins. I don't, yeah. Oh, because y'all were twins? Oh, that's adorable. I don't think I was important enough to be in the newspaper <laughs> for this. Um, even though one day it may become a national holiday, who knows? No, <laughs> don't don't let me get too far ahead of myself. But <laughs> Brittany's baby father was not active, not around, and Brittany was at this place where she wanted to have a family unit. She wanted to have a two-person household for her son, but it didn't work out for her. Now, Brittany had this really best friend, her real good, good Judy. Her name is Taniqua Woodard. Now, Taniqua was born in 1994. Shout out to the 94 babies. We turn in 30 this year. Now, she's originally from Omaha, Georgia, and then she later moved to Eufaula, Alabama. Like, this is on the border. We're talking about the border of Alabama and Georgia. And her and Brittany have been besties since high school. You see one, you see the other. No doubt about it. This is my son's auntie, period. We don't know much about Taniqua's background. We know that she did not have any children. We know that her and Brittany were close and she was pretty active on Facebook. Oh, and that she's a um, Capricorn. Saw that on her Facebook. I believe her birthday is on New Year's Eve is what I was trying to decipher from her. We turning up for my birthday post nine years ago. So by spring of 2014, Brittany's feeling a little lonely. Her baby ain't got no daddy. She like it gets a lonely. You know what I mean? She it gets a lonely. Uh oh. She get on a little app or something. She get to swiping. She's 21 at the time, and she lands upon a man, Mr. Shondell Wright. Now Shondell, he's originally from Fort Gaines, Georgia. He's 24 years old, and they matched. They get to talking, kicking it or whatever, and they decide they gonna start dating. Now, the thing about this is Shondell lives in a whole different state. Now, Brittany's sister said that Shondell looked like he had a party type of lifestyle. Always had money, always looked nice, dressed nice. Like, he was he was getting it from somewhere, okay? But Brittany liked that shit. Like, my man looked good. He always ready to buy me something. He paid for dinner. It's the little things. And Shondell, he liked what Brittany working with. And he was like, listen, girl, you stick with me. I'll take care of you and your son. And that's music to Brittany's ears. Because life is hard out here as a single mom. And if you want to step in and be a provider, nigga, I'm going to let you. It comes out that Shondell has been making his money by robbing and stealing. <laughs> I just want you to. He said, listen, I'm a hustler, baby. I just want you to know. <laughs> And he scammed a little bit, too. He got a couple of convictions for these crimes, but he's here now. And who is Brittany to judge him? At the end of the day, he's still taking care of his new family. So what's she got to be worried about? And honestly, honestly, have y'all seen the clip where they was like, would you, you rather... You right, big daddy. You like, right, big daddy. A man with a nice, with a, with a corporate job... Or would you rather date a drug dealer? They all said drug dealer because the drug dealers got the water cash and the drug dealers want to flex and they want to take care and spend that shit. But that shit dry up and them niggas get arrested and now they reaching out to you. Talk about, can you put some money on my books? 
Now, now what you funding? Nothing? No, no, see, a real drug dealer, if he's really connected like he's supposed to be, I don't want to be with no just regular drug dealer, okay? I need you to be high up in the ranks to the point where, like, if you go to prison, I know that every Monday flowers are going to be dropped off at my house because even from prison, you're going to take care of shit, okay? I know that you done set some bread aside over at your auntie and them house, and so... Every month, my rent's paid. You can be in jail. I will still hold you down. <laughs> Absolutely. Have you met me? Yes. It needs to be like you are here. And if you get a good drug dealer that's really up in the ranks, them couple years will go by real quick, especially it's, if you take care of. It's not just drugs. It's scamming. It's robbing. And it's not his first charge. He running out of chances. Okay. Now you want you want somebody who's in way too deep. <laughs> that is a whole different lifestyle. You have to be about it. No, I want somebody that's high, not not way too deep. You just need to be high in rank. You got to be prepared for niggas knocking on your door and niggas braiding your shit. I just feel like I want to be a pretty princess with the drug dealing boyfriend that. Is high up in rank and can take care of me no matter where he at. You and you in the pen, they ship you off. It's all right because my bills gonna be paid. Me and this baby that's not yours. Very much so. Very very wishful thinking. Wishful thinking. <laughs> Listen, and Brittany was dreaming too. Wishful thinking. A girl can only dream. If this is how you want to provide for me and my son. I ain't going to tell you how to do what you do because you've been doing it long before I got here. Brittany's mom is seeing this relationship evolve, and she was like, these two damn near inseparable. Then all of a sudden, Shardell's like, listen, Brittany, I'm tired of this long-distance shit. How about you leave Alabama and you come move with me to Fort Gaines, Georgia? Now I want y'all to guess how long they've been together. What's the magic number? Two weeks. Of course, Brittany's mom... Her sister, everybody is like, mm, it's just a little fast to be moving in with somebody. And she was like, I don't have to take care of nothing. I get to live with my man. He going to take care of me and my baby. Like, I love this nigga. I'm going to go. And it was like, girl, I guess you grown and I can't tell you what to do. But I'm going to just go ahead and say, I don't think it's a great idea. And Brittany was like, that's fine. But... I don't want to be out there completely by myself. So she hit up our homegirl, Taniqua. Taniqua, girl, this nigga done asked me to move in with him. But, you know, I can't I can't go without my best bitch beside me. So you going to come? And Taniqua was like, girl, if you rocking, I'm rolling. Let's get it. And you already knew when you asked the question. Tazzy, would you come and move in with my man house? I'm going to be like, is there a guest suite? But what if we were both <laughs> broke bitches and he was going to pay all of our bills? So his auntie apparently lived in this big enough house that she didn't even fucking care. I don't care how big the house her is. Her nephew I'm was care. moving in his bitch, his bitch's child, and his bitch's best friend. So yeah, you know what I mean. Don't ask me to watch him. I don't even know. Him. <laughs> Not automatically. I'm a babysitter now. Because <laughs> they would have never been in my house. The first you talking place. shit? But you, been, <laughs> you Tazzy would never do that to a kid. Get these little tricks out this house. How long you known this girl? Mm-mm. So you don't know her either. <laughs> I don't live with strangers. And it wasn't just them. So what is that? Okay. Auntie, nephew, Brittany, Brittany baby, Taniqua. And then Auntie had a son. Son's name was Eddie Blackshear. Son was 21 years old. So that's 
Six people in one house. Six, five grown people, one baby in one house. That's 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 a lot. They all live together. Everything seemed to be hunky dory. Shondell was really stepping up, trying to be a father to Britney's son, trying to make sure that you know mm-hmm. it don't matter if you if you ain't got no baby daddy. I'm your baby daddy now. And Britney, of course, is like, yes, daddy, of course, whatever. We all live in one house. My bills are paid, even though I ain't got no money of my own. Here it is. They're sitting at the house, and Britney's like, girl, I need to go get some diapers for this kid. Shondell is clearly not there, so they decide that they're going to walk down to the corner store to go get some diapers. So Brittany and Taniqua, they walk into the store because Shondell's auntie is watching the baby because that's her new role. See what I'm and saying? What- See how it's already <laughs> not working out? It's okay. She can wash the baby while they go get diapers. Because now y'all think it's a thing. Now y'all think it's okay to ask me. And you know what? That's going to be my aunt. Because had she had her baby, this probably would have never happened. Brittany and Taniqua, they walk into the store, walk, walk, walk into the store, and a truck pulls up. Dude try to holler at them. And he's like, hey, ladies, how y'all doing? And they're like, oh, hey. What's your name? And he's like, my name is Marcus, and this is Marcus Ellington. Now, Marcus Ellington, he was originally from Morris, Georgia. After high school, he went ahead and he joined the military. After he did his time at the military, he was trying to figure out what he was going to do with his life, and he wanted to be a truck driver. CDLs, they got that money. He actually just got into CDL school. He was really about to take that seriously, but, you know, he had a little bit of money, military money, especially when you're a single man. It, it, it gets you where you need to be. He was born to his mother. Elnora Ellington and his father, James Edward Ellington, and he possibly had some siblings. I was looking at his dad's obituary to find out if he had siblings, and I believe some of them are half-siblings, some of them are whole siblings, but he had some siblings. Marcus pulls up, and he's like, ladies, y'all need a ride or whatever. And they're like, yes, we do need a ride. So he is in a white pickup truck, pulls him up to the corner store. They go in, and they try to buy the diapers. Turns out the girls are $2 short. Now, this is where you got me. I got a drug-dealing boyfriend. Why am I $2 short for diapers? Because he wasn't. Don't matter. (laughs) (laughs) Don't matter. They know that Marcus is outside, so they come out. Hey, Marcus, we just getting these diapers real quick. Can you give us $2? Remember, Marcus just met these bitches. What's $2, right? He goes into his pocket. He pulls out a water money. And that's where he had himself fucked up because don't pull out a water money in front of nobody, especially bitches. On 10 crack commandments, never let no one know how much dough you hold because now you done turned into a goddamn target. <laughs> and so he gives them the $2. The girls are like, oh, ow, water money. They get the diapers. They go into the car and he drives them back home. Now, Taniqua already had a boyfriend, and of course, Brittany had her man. And I don't know if they told him that they had a boyfriend or not, but anyways, he was like, yo, let me get your number. And of course, they didn't want to be rude. He just gave them a ride. So they're like, oh yeah, here's my number. Now, here's the thing. Brittany does not have a cell phone. Her drug dealing boyfriend has not bought her a cell phone. She has no cell phone. So her and Taniqua are sharing a phone, and it's really Taniqua's phone. Do you remember in high school when I wasn't allowed to have Twitter and I used to go on Brianna's mm-hmm. Twitter account and I used to tweet from her account and I put hashtag Marat tweets because <laughs> I was not allowed to have a Twitter. It was like that. Like they were just sharing a phone and everything seems like it's hunky dory. So Shondell comes home and he was like, what's up, baby? How was your day? She was like, oh, it's chill. Let's go get some diapers. And she was like, actually, we was walking to the store to go get these diapers. And this man pulled up and offered to give us a ride. So we took it. Then I was a little short. He gave me the $2. But he was like, <laughs> he said, you got another nigga buying diapers for my new son? Like, what you trying to say? I can't provide for you? I'm not good enough? 
I feel like there was a lot of internalization with this scenario. But men are like mm-hmm. that. Do you remember that Martin? There's a Martin episode where they were like all sitting around and they was talking shit about who owes who money and don't make sure you pay my money back. And Gina was like, all right, Cole, well, here's that $20 that I borrowed from you. And Martin was like, Bert, now tell me this. Why did you borrow $20 from Cole? And she was like, I needed $20 for this real quick. And I was like, Cole, give me $20. And he said, why didn't you ask me? And she was like, baby, Martin, you were in the shower. And he was like, I don't give a fuck where I am. You don't ask no other man for no $20. If anything, you ask me and I'll ask Cole. You know what I'm saying? Listen, I feel him. For the $20. I feel him. Because don't be out here making it look like your man can't provide. It's a a men pride thing. I get it. I get it. Because it's also like, for me, like, what you mean another bitch cooked you dinner? The fuck? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) He didn't like the way this situation went down at all. But Brittany was like, honestly, it wasn't really like that. He really more into Taniqua anyways. We was just together. You know what I mean? But like, I I got a man. I'm with you, baby. Shondell was like, nah, fuck all that. And Brittany was kind of like, no, baby, calm down. He's like, don't tell me to fucking calm down. Disrespecting me and shit. I move you out here. And you want to sit here and ask another man to do shit for you like what I do ain't good enough. I tell you what. Since you want to take this nigga money so bad, we're going to take all his fucking money. And Brittany's kind of like, wait, wait a minute. She ain't never really seen this side of him. They still fresh in this relationship, right? She moved in like on a two-week mark. Everything is very, very new. She ain't even got a chance to see him this riled up before. But he was like, nah, fuck this shit. We about to hit this nigga up. Shondell was like, Taniqua, come here. Eddie, come here. Here's the plan. Brittany and Taniqua, y'all going to hit up Mr. Marcus, and y'all going to tell him y'all want to hang out again. Y'all going to go to this little spot, and when y'all get there, me and Eddie, we're going to come in there, and we're going to rob his fucking ass since he got all the goddamn money. Right, and the spot that we're going to, like, is a trailer park. It is where a lot of criminal activity happens. It's like the abandoned trailer. Yeah. <laughs> the bando trailer. Again, Brittany knew how Shondell got his money, but, like, it's a whole different thing. One, seeing him plan it, but two, recruiting her, our homegirl, to do it, too. But with his attitude, she was not about to tell him no, okay? Shondell's like, go ahead and get this shit started. Go ahead and text that nigga. So they start texting Marcus. What up, boo? Trying to get something cracking lacking. We trying to pull up, trying to meet up, trying to hang out, trying to get wild. Real spicy text messages. And Marcus is feeling it. He's like, hell yeah, let's meet up tonight. You just tell me where to be. I feel like Marcus lived with his parents or he was visiting his parents' house. But he was like, all right, I'm out. He was like, where are you going? He was like, no, girl, mom, I'm about to go kick it with some girls or whatever. I'll be back. So he walks out the door. And he heads to pull up at that trailer. So Marcus goes and he gets in his car. He picks up some liquor. He picks up some snacks. Like these girls been texting him spicy. Two girls off of one phone texting him. And he going to show him like a, good a good time. You know what I'm saying? He expecting to have a really great evening. So he pulls up, 
picks the girls up and they're like, okay, we know where to go. We know where to go. We can all chill. And they take him inside of the abandoned trailer. Now here's when they take him to the abandoned trailer. Now here's the thing. Shondell and his cousin, they were supposed to be outside. Like the girls were never supposed to make it into the trailer. And so when they pull up and the dudes aren't running up on them, they're like, what happened? Maybe the whole thing's up. Maybe the jig is up. Maybe it's off. So they go inside of the trailer. They're chit-chatting with Marcus. They're talking to him and some time passed and they were starting to think, man, these niggas not even coming. Like, what the fuck? So they're still playing it cool, having their drinks, Cause having their talks. Because we're here now, shit. Here <laughs> Nigga, now. I'm providing here's snacks the thing, like, shit. Right, snacks and liquor, baby, I'm here. So then around midnight, boom, two dudes in a ski mask. They bust through the doors of the trailer. They come with guns and they rob them. Now, Marcus... Marcus is he ain't no dummy. He started running out. He went one direction and Brittany and Taniqua, they went in the other direction. They were just running. They didn't look back, didn't look back, and they just ran pretty much all the way home. Now Marcus, he ran in one direction, and next thing you know, it was like five shots. Pop, 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 pop. And one shot hit Marcus in the chest, and he fell and died in the middle of the road. Now, nobody came out that night. Remember, this is sketch area. Hearing gunshots is very normal. If I'm used to hearing gunshots, I'm not going to jump when I hear gunshots. As long as they ain't coming through these windows. You know what I'm saying? The next morning, May 28th, 2014, this man comes out of his house. He looking down the road on Lily Lane. And he's like, well, goodness gracious. Right here on Lily Lane, there's another body, and face down is the body of Marcus. So he calls 911, and there's blood all over his clothes. Obviously, the Fort Gaines police come, and sources say that the GBI comes right then and there, which is very weird. I don't know if that's 100% correct, because you usually have to call in GBI, but that's what my sources said. I don't know if I 100% believe it before y'all start coming for me. But anyways, Fort Gaines is on the scene. GBI is involved at some point and they see that he has one bullet hole in his chest that was fatal. And they were like, okay, based off of his body, based off of where he was where he was found, based off of like the lack of decomposition or maybe rigor mortis has started to set in, they can tell that he was killed no more than 12 hours ago. So this is really recent. His pants pockets are pulled out, so clearly somebody tried to rob him. They asked the guy that called the police, is there anything that you can tell us? And the dude that called the police was like, listen, not much I can tell you. I mean, I heard a couple people outside, maybe three, four people outside, but I ain't look out, mind my business. And he was like, "Am that abandoned trailer right there, people go into that trailer all the time to do whatever the hell. So again, not my business staying in my house, so I'm not the one to get shot. Now, Marcus's truck was still on the scene. So they're trying to figure out who this person is. He doesn't have any ID on him. So they start searching the truck because the truck is parked right next to the trailer. They go into the trailer. There's really nothing in the trailer, no incriminating evidence, liquor bottles and snacks. They run the plates of the truck and they see that the truck is registered to Marcus Ellington. Hmm, who is Marcus Ellington? Let's keep looking. Inside of the truck, they find Marcus's military ID. And they look at the ID, they look at the body, and they're quickly able to say, okay, this is definitely the man in the photo. And the police chief is like, listen, this is Fort Gaines. It ain't a whole heap of people that live here. And I ain't never seen this man before in my life. So he's clearly not from here because I would know who he is. He ain't even supposed to be on this side of town. Why is he here? 
Now, without much else to go off of, police notify Marcus's family in the hopes that they can at least tell the police who he was last seen with. Marcus's family, they about a 30-minute drive away. So they pull up to his family home, and they're like, I'm sorry to tell you this, but your son was murdered last night. The body was found on an old country road, and we're here trying to investigate what happened to him. Of course, the family's devastated. They don't understand. It was like, can you tell us anything about, you know, what was going on with Marcus last night, where he was, where he was headed? The family tells the police he left the house around 11 p.m., and he said he was headed to Fort Gaines to see some girl. They was like, do you know what girl? I have no idea what girl it was. He just, he a young boy, just just out having fun. Like, he he was definitely supposed to return to us because my son don't be in no shit. So police are like, okay, we're going to look into this, and we hope to find you guys answers soon. So the police go, and they pull Marcus's cell phone records. They're like, okay, if he was meeting up with some girl, there has to be some communication between them. We're going to pull the records, see what we can find. So they're back at the station. They're looking through the call logs, and they notice that around 11.30 p.m., Marcus stopped answering his phone. And I guess after 11.30 p.m., he had a few missed calls, and it was like, okay, he stopped picking up around this time, so this must be around the time when he was murdered. They go through the text messages, and they notice that he's been texting not just one person but two different women. And the women are named in the messages, of course. And their names are Brittany and Taniqua. And they look in and they like, these messages are a little spicy, too. Like, seems like the girls was coming trying to get some popping. Now, they pull the phone number from where these text messages come from, and it says that the phone belongs to a Taniqua Woodard. It doesn't take much investigating to find out that Taniqua and Brittany are best friends. They find out that Brittany has moved to this town where her boyfriend, and this is what they're doing out here. Now, they're like, okay, we're going to have to try and locate these girls, and out of nowhere, somebody calls with an anonymous tip. And the tipster says... I heard people around the neighborhood talking, and they've been talking about the murder that's been going on. Turns out that a guy who was murdered, he'd been with these two women the day before. They was out at some gas station scene together. The police are like, can you tell us what gas station they was at or what store? Then the tipster hangs up. Dalton. Are you tired of being the person that says, you gonna have to wait till my payday for that? Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should your paycheck? The money you earn can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earn In app, verify your paycheck, then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid for your next check. So if your kid comes home and says, hey mom, we have a field trip tomorrow that I didn't tell you about. Oh yeah, I need 50 bucks for the trip. You don't have to worry. You don't have to stress because you have the Earn In app and your baby can participate in all the activities. So download the Earn In app today spelled e-a-r-n-i-n in the google play or apple store when you download the earn in app type in sisters who kill under podcast when you sign up it really helps the show sisters who kill under podcast subject to your available earnings location daily max and pay period max see 
earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Acne can be painful, both physically and emotionally. Whether your skin has a minor breakout or you've been struggling with acne for years, here is an effective, natural, and scientifically proven product that can help. That's with Phyla. Phyla is a clinically proven acne breakthrough that targets the root causes of acne, which is bad bacteria. And they do this without eliminating all the good bacteria that's on your skin. Phyla's active ingredients is a probiotic isolated from the skin of healthy, acne-free individuals. These probiotics kill the bad acne-causing bacteria, eliminating from the skin's microbiome without harming the rest of the microbiome. This means that Phyla can actually stop acne before it starts by eliminating bacteria in the pores. The probiotic serum does not irritate or dry your skin, and it also comes in really great packaging. And Phyla is safe for all skin types, and it's also safe to use while you're pregnant or if you're nursing, unlike other acne treatments. Phyla's three-step system is dermatologist-recommended, and it's easy. Taz and I and so many of our friends have used Phyla, and they love it. It works so well, and it's so much gentler than traditional treatments. And now you can get 25% off your first order of Phyla with the code SWK25. Go to phylabiotics.com and type in the code SWK25 at checkout. I can't wait to see your pretty skin. This is a really small town, so police is like, you don't want to tell us what store we can easily narrow it down. And they end up coming across a convenience store. They ask to view the surveillance footage, and the manager has no problem letting them see it. And in this surveillance video, Marcus's white truck pull up. Then you see two girls hop out of the white truck. But the driver, Marcus, stays in a car. Now the girls get out of the truck at 1.28 p.m., and this is on May 27th. They enter the store. They go in the store. They grab the diapers or whatever they need. The cops are like, these two women must be Brittany and Taniqua. You see them go back outside the store and go to talk to Marcus. Marcus gave them some money. They go back inside the store. Then you see them go back out to Marcus's car, and they all three drive away. With this video surveillance and with these text messages, with these girls' names, they try to figure out where these women are. They'd look them up in the database. Turns out they're from Alabama. No worries. Let's head up their family in Alabama and see where they are. They hit up their folks and surprise, surprise, both of them hoses back in Alabama. They didn't even stay. They're like, ladies, can y'all come on down? We need you in for an interview. And Brittany's mom is like, what happened? And they were like, we didn't do it. We don't know what happened. Like, da, 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 da. like it, it was just so crazy. It was a crazy night. Some people came in, they just started shooting. And Brittany's mom was like, listen, you need to go to the police and tell them exactly what you know. Work with them because if you work against them, it could be bad for you. Good, solid mom advice. So Brittany and Taniqua walk down to the police station. So Brittany was the first person to be interviewed. They're like, listen, Marcus, he was dead. We found him dead on the side of the road. And we believe that you're the blast. 
we believe that you're the last person that saw him alive. We've got some evidence saying that you were definitely the last people to talk to him, texting-wise at least, you and your homegirl. At first she was like, I didn't know, I don't know anything that happened to him. I don't know. And they're like, ma'am, I need you to tell me something because we know that you know something. And she's like, okay, listen, Marcus was really nice. I got diapers for my baby. He gave me $2 and my man was mad. And he was saying that I wasn't loyal, but he's like, I'm, I'm loyal to my man. Like, I love him. My man was like, listen, what we're going to do is we're going to rob them. And so we was trying to set him up to be robbed when nobody's supposed to die. But the thing was, when we were at the setup point, the guys didn't show. My boyfriend and his cousin, they didn't show. We were just hanging out with them. And then these two guys came in. They had on ski masks. I don't know who they were, but I know for a fact it wasn't my man. It wasn't Shondell. It wasn't Eddie. Like, no way. Because the plan was that he was going to get robbed and no one was going to get killed. And so maybe somebody else saw them. It's an abandoned trailer. Maybe somebody else saw us and decided, oh, I'm going to rob them. And they rolled up on us and they bust through the doors. I didn't see the guys that did it. And I know it wasn't my man because that wasn't part of the plan. And I would have known if it was him, but it wasn't. And the detectives are like, hmm, that seems very fishy. And she's like, listen, me and my homegirl, we were scared. We didn't know what to do. We just ran. And we were like, you know what? This is too much. We just ran. We ran all the way home. And then we said, we got to get back to Alabama to our mamas or something because we were just scared. But we don't know anything. We didn't see him get shot. We don't know who shot him. We don't know who those masked men were. We don't know anything. And the detective is like, girl, you're hiding something because none of that makes any fucking sense. You don't, you set up somebody to be robbed and then you got robbed and you don't know who the person that robbed you was. And she's like, listen, once we got inside that trailer, all hell broke loose. I don't know who it was. And she was like, it was so bad that Marcus was the first person that took off. Like, he ran. He left our asses behind. We could have got killed by these two dudes. We don't know who they were. And the police, they keep asking her questions. They're waiting on her to slip up just a little bit, just a little bit. And she's still standing 10 toes down. I don't know who it was. We heard the shots and that gave us motivation to keep running. We ran all the way back to my boyfriend's auntie's house because she was watching my baby. And they were like, give us the person who shot. Who was the person that pulled the trigger? Who was the person that came into the trailer? And she's like, I don't know. I do not know who it is. They had a mask on. I cannot tell you who the person was. I do not know. They're like, all right, let's go talk to Taniqua. They talked to Taniqua. And Taniqua, silent, barely saying anything. They're like, listen, here's all the information we got. Here's the text messages. Here's the surveillance footage. Do you have anything to tell us? And Taniqua says the same thing. I don't know. We set them up, but the boys didn't show. And we were chilling in the trailer, and all of a sudden, two masked men came in. And we have no idea who they were. I don't know who these men were. The night did not go as planned. We knew exactly who was going to rob them, and the mysterious men came and shot him. Don't know who had the gun and who shot and killed Marcus don't know nothing. They were asking the girls over and over and over again. And both Brittany and Taniqua, silence. Neither one of the girls have named the shooter, but Brittany and Taniqua are charged and arrested for robbery and murder. <sighs> Can you just imagine Brittany mama? She's talking about, girl, go down there and talk to them folks and clear this up, and then she don't ever come home. I feel like they were punishing her for not saying nothing, but like, ee- it's because she said we were trying to rob him. Yeah. Because uh. <clears throat> honestly, 
I was just trying to hang out with this nigga, and somebody came in there. The girls are transported to Clayco, and eventually the cops locate Shondell and Eddie. Because, of course, they was like, Shondell told us to set him up, but he ain't never show. So they was like, I found it hard to believe that Shondell ain't never show. So they go, and they was like, we're going to talk to Shondell and Eddie. Shondell's brought in, and he's questioned, and he's like, hell no, nah, I ain't trying to set nobody up. Hell no, nah, I ain't tell Brittany to do that shit. Hell no, nah, I ain't ride nobody. They's like, come on, Shondell. We see your past. We know what you went to. He's like, bro, on my mama, I swore that shit want me. I ain't taking no parts of that. I don't want nothing to do with it. Next day, interview Eddie. And Eddie said, hell no, nah, I ain't trying to run nobody. Hell no, nah, I ain't get caught up in Britney and Tanique with shit. Uh-uh. I ain't had nothing to do with it. And they was like, okay, if y'all ain't have nothing to do with it, then where was y'all at that night? So then last they asked him, of course, so where were you when all this was taking place? And he was like, I was at my auntie's house, man. They was like, Shondell ain't no good. Like, he ain't giving us no information. We're going to go talk to Eddie. So they talked to Eddie, and Eddie said, hell no, I ain't trying to rob nobody. And hell no, I ain't made no plan with Brittany and Tanika to do that shit neither. Matter of fact, they probably playing that shit themselves. I ain't got shit to do with that. Y'all better go talk to somebody else. And he was like, all right, Eddie, where were you when this happened? He was like, I was at my mama's house. Now, these are not great alibis like your mama. Of course, your mama's probably going to vouch for you, but we'll check it out anyways. They don't really got shit to hold neither one of them on. So Shondell and Eddie are released. So they go and they interview Auntie at her damn job. And she was like, uh-uh. First of all, Brittany and Tanika moved in here because Brittany and Shondell, they together or whatever. But my boys ain't got nothing to do with that shit. They was like, so what happened on the night? She was like, that night, Brittany asked me to watch her son so that she could go out with her friend, Taniqua. Now, I don't know what went down. I don't know what y'all down here questioning me about, but I'm going to tell you my nephew and my son ain't had nothing to do with it. They was at home with me all night. When I woke up the next morning, my nephew and my son was still there, and Brittany and Taniqua and the baby done packed all their shit and they left. Okay? And I can't tell you nothing else about it. So the cops are like, oh! And the brick are all here. So they go back to Brittany, and they're like, listen, Brittany, we're willing to offer you a deal. You, you know, let us know who the shooter was, and I'm sure we can work something out for you, give you a couple lesser charges or something, right? And Brittany said, I don't know what to tell y'all officers. That wasn't my man who ran up in there, and it wasn't his cousin either. The prosecutors are like, listen, y'all are arrested. We have charges on you. Do you want to speak? You got one last time. We can maybe sort out some type of plea deal. Maybe we can get these charges reduced. Maybe we can figure something out. We just need you to take the stand. We need you to be a witness because I feel like you know who shot Marcus. I feel like you do. But still, Brittany and Tuniqua, silent. We don't know who did it. They were masked men. You guys are looking in the wrong direction. Y'all need to go find out who actually killed this man because it wasn't Shondell and it wasn't Eddie. And they said, all right, your charges are going to stand. Now, they couldn't get him on murder. You know what I'm saying? They didn't they didn't shoot the man. So they were like, all right, bet armed robbery. They both received 10 years in prison each along with 30 years probation 
for the armed robbery of Marcus Ellington. And they're the only two people charged with anything in association to Marcus Ellington's murder. Now, if you ask Marcus's family, of course, there's a little bit of relief because they do feel like maybe the people that set him up to be murdered are behind bars. But the person who pulled the trigger is still not behind bars. Shondell and Eddie, they're living their best life. Even if it wasn't them, they never looked into any other possibilities. But if you ask the family, of course, they think that Taniqua and Brittany got what they deserved. Now, Shondell, because he ain't shit. He don't even talk to Brittany no more. He ain't putting no money on her books. He ain't writing her love letters. He ain't giving her shit. Nothing. Not hitting her up on Mother's Day saying, hey, baby. Nothing. And that's how they do you. You want to take the fall for these people that ain't going to give a shit about you. When it's all said and done. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you want me to hold it down, I feel like I'm going to need some sort of commitment. Like, for real. Like, hold it. My son don't ever need to worry about a goddamn thing. I just feel like for me to hold it down, because I've always said that I'm not a hold it down type of girl. And I've been really trying to. I believe that. Yeah, I'm trying to evaluate if I would be a hold it down type of bitch. And I feel like I would need some type of commitment. I'm not going to be your girlfriend and you in jail. Because remember, redacted number one, everybody knows redacted number one's wife wants to fight me. But when redacted number one <laughs> went to jail for armed robbery, I didn't hold it down. I was like, I used to get them calls so and so from Fulton County trying to call you. Nope, never answered. But I would need some sort of commitment. Like, I need a ring or something. I need some sort of commitment because I'm not just going to hold you down just to hold you down. And the code to the safe, some. Something. And Brittany thought that this man was going to hold him down because she took the fall for him. If he did it, whenever, so we don't get sued. Nah, I ain't going down for nobody. So now both girls are in Arendelle State Prison. I'm sure they have them in different sections because I looked and they're both at the same prison. There's only two women's prisons in Georgia. Brittany has a release date of May 29th, 2024. That's this year. And Taniqua has a release date of May 30th, 2024. So both of them will be out this year. And then they'll have 30 years probation. Which is Ooh, that's wild. a long ass probation. That is a long probation. And that is the story of Brittany and Taniqua. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all in one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content all in one place, all on your terms. We love Squarespace, and we have been working very hard on our website, and we cannot wait for you all to see it. And they have amazing tools for you to use, such as flexible website templates, analytics, and a merch store, which I know you have been waiting for a merch store from Sister Who Kill. So if you're ready to start your own website and to make sure that it shines, go on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash sisters to get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash sisters once you're ready to launch. I can't wait to see what you come up with. 
Have you been trying to stay consistent with your New Year's resolution eating goals? Yeah, me too. Luckily, I have a little bit of help from Green Chef. Now you can elevate your everyday wellness with the number one meal kit for clean eating and discover new gut-friendly recipes each week. At Green Chef, they believe that everybody should be able to enjoy eating and feeding their loved ones with a clean conscience. Green Chef offers unique farm fresh ingredients, organic whole fruits and veggies, and premium proteins. Now that's what I'm talking about. I love using Green Chef because it takes the guesswork out of cooking. I'm so tired of going to the supermarket and wondering like if my meat is fresh, wondering if my veggies are actually organic. All of that is just too much to think about when I am trying to just get through the grocery store line. And I don't have that problem anymore with Green Chef. So go to greenchef.com slash 60 sisters and use the code 6060sisters to get 60% off plus 20% off your next two months. That's greenchef.com slash 60sisters and use the code 60sisters to get 60% off plus 20% off your next two months. A big shout out to Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. All right, y'all, it's time for... Well, I'm not black. I'm OJ. I didn't do it, but if I did, this is how I would have got away with it. Oh, my goodness. I ain't do it, but if I did, had you been watching your baby and not passing him off to auntie, you would have never found yourself in this situation. That's crazy. I ain't do it, but if I did, I cannot be a hold it down type of girl. Like, I can't do it. Also, I would have been like, you know what? You know that you were a good girl. Like, I would have faked it. You know you were a good girl, baby. And when you were a good girl, that means that I'm not going to do things like that. Like, I want to be a hold it down princess. Like, I want to be the trap queen princess. Not, not the one that you are with all the time that can hold it down as far as drug deals. No, I don't do that. That's not me. No, thank you. Also, I ain't do it, but if I did, I'm damn sure not holding you down this long. We ain't even been together a whole month yet. Like, nigga, you ain't even proved no type of loyalty to me. I just don't you understand. You ain't had a chance to cheat on my ass. You know what I mean? You've never had a chance to prove your loyalty. Exactly. I don't understand how people can be so loyal to somebody after a couple of weeks. And you know what? Actually, I do know because I'm the hopeless romantic. And so I get it. Like, I get it. Like, I'm the one that's always in love and I love being in love. But like, sometimes you do need a little bit of reality sprinkled in there so that you're not a goofy. Don't be a goofy. If you learn anything from us, don't be a goofy bitch. Don't be a goofy hoe. I ain't do it, but if I did... I would have gave that nigga a fake number. You know how many times niggas have done something for me and then they ask me for their number and then so I don't get shot or killed or anything, I give them a number because sometimes when you deny giving niggas numbers, they will kill you. So I would have just been like, you know what? Here's a fake number. Boom. And it would have been over with. And then when your man is like, I can't believe that you called that nigga, set him up. Baby, I gave him a fake number. Like, we just out here, we scheming. I can't hit that man up. I ain't do it, but if I did, you always get fake names. When they scrolled through them text messages, it should have said, this is Keisha and Tiana or some shit that don't ever come back to you. Very much so. What is your fake name? 
Hmm. <laughs> I always tell these niggas I can't talk. <laughs> I gotta go. Mm, I gotta go. <laughs> I get fake names. I usually get my middle name. I'm like, oh, Elizabeth. And they'd be like, oh, yeah. I had to stop doing that because niggas be like, oh, yeah. All right, Queen, Queen Elizabeth. And I had to be like, okay. Right. And then sometimes I say my name is Mariah because if I text you saying Mariah or something like that, if you know me, you know that I'm going to correct a motherfucker that calls me Mariah. I used to be Emily for a little while. It's really petty why Emily is my fake name, because Emily in first grade was the line leader. And I used to be real pissed at Emily because I wanted to be the line leader. But my last name ends in W. So that used to be my fake name. Fake names work. Yeah, I can't wait to hear y'all's fake names because I know the discussion group going to be like, my fake name was. Yeah. But you can literally, like, the first thing that comes to mind, I remember one time in high school, me and Kristen and Bree were out and we had Taylor with us. That's when Taylor was younger. Now she's in our age group. But, you know, at that point we were like seniors and she was a freshman. And we some dude came and talked to us in Linnett's parking lot because we were in high school. And, of course, we're all giving fake names. Oh, my name is this. My name is this. And Taylor was like, my name is Sebastian. I said, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Sebastian but I have to for sure always give out a fake number oh yeah cause I'd have been back and when he would have said hit them niggas up I'd be like I ain't even giving my real number so I can't <laughs> right I ain't do it but if I, I did I would have just required I would have required more from my drug dealer how are you two dollars short for diapers walking to the corner store and ain't have a phone of your own you need to require more from your men. Mm-hmm. But you want to rob this nigga? I should no. It's on you, nigga, because I should have never been short in the first place. Period. And now you want to be mad at me. And now I'm going to jail because this man died. What? I ain't even kill him. I ain't supposed to be on sisters who kill. I ain't supposed to be on sisters who nothing. Pissed. I, if I was him, I'd be pissed to hear this episode come out. Here I am on sisters who kill. Didn't even kill this nigga. Because of you. And you're not even putting money on my books. You ain't had no money to buy me a cell phone. You ain't got no money to put on my books. <laughs> I ain't do it, but if I did, mm, Taniqua, girl, Shondell is not your man. <sighs> he is not your nigga. Half of me is like, maybe she was scared of Shondell and she knew that Shondell maybe could have had influence, maybe could have came and got her or something like that. But Taniqua... Shondell is not your man. Friend, would you no. stay silent and hold it down because my but man somebody killed somebody? somebody else's nigga, that they, they not even locked in for real? I don't even know if y'all gonna make it. I don't even take this relationship seriously at this point. But he taking care of your nephew. <laughs> is he? Because she had to borrow money to get some diapers. Oh. <laughs> hold it down don't always mean do what they say. Sometimes hold it down mean like, let me give you some good advice real quick. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I'm good for. Let's let's talk this out and think things through. Let's let's find a different solution. Okay, okay. I ain't do it, but if I did, if you had no intention of putting Shondell or implicating Shondell or Eddie for this crime, why you implicate yourself? You should have never said y'all went over there to rob them and the niggas ain't show up. We went over there to kick it with the nigga. The same shit y'all told him should have been the same shit y'all told the police. We was supposed to kick it. He had snacks, whatever, and some niggas came in and tried to rob all of us. We That's all what ran. Happened. Yeah. And we all ran. Like, what? I have There's no, no idea. There's no evidence pointing y'all away from that version of the story. Why would y'all protect some other niggas before y'all protect yourself? 
And you didn't even have to bring Sean and them up. It really could have been. It really could have been. We was hanging out with Marcus and some niggas came in and tried to rob all of us. And Marcus got shot. It was a sad fucking day. And we're over here on Lily Lane. You already know what go down over here on Lily Lane. And if you ask why we left, because we don't play this shit back home. We had to get out. <laughs> right. People started coming in mass. We running. We don't mm-hmm. know that man. We wanted to I just no kick it with him. comfortable. He, and if Marcus ran first, baby, we running too. I ain't about to sit there and find out. Hell no. Nah. And now you got, whew. Ten years on on Tanika's Facebook page, they still posted "Free You, Free You." Yeah, girl, they about to in May. She coming. Whew, that's sad. All right, that's all I got. You got anything else? If you would like to leave us a review, you can. You can do it literally anywhere. Check where you are listening right now and see if you can leave us a five star and slash or written review. We love to hear about them. And hopefully you one day, maybe if you're lucky, you'll hear it aloud here on the show. Make sure that you're also following the podcast so that you get weekly updates whenever we drop an episode. This one is from Tupperware Party 20. Five stars says divine recommendation. I just wanted to leave a review to say I'm so happy I found your podcast. I was listening to you guys on Jokes on You podcast and later that weekend, my cousin's girlfriend was telling me I should listen to you ladies and I'm glad I did. I'm a stay-at-home mom to twins, woo child, and listening to you guys makes my day go a bit faster and it feels like I'm talking to my friends about true crime. Your connection and storytelling keeps me hooked on every line. Keep up the good work, ladies, and wishing you guys all the best. Wishing you the best, girl. Changing double diapers. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. This one says, Black Girls in Law Approved. Hey, y'all. I'm a third-year law student, and I've been listening since last summer. I put all my friends on this podcast, and we love it. The commentary is top tier, and I've already blown through all the episodes. Hurry and make more, heart. Thank you, girl. They coming as they come. (laughs) Every Friday. Mm Mm-hmm. Friday is when they come. All right. That's it. If you want to hang out with us, you can. You can follow us on Twitter, Sisters Who Kill. You can follow us on TikTok, Sisters Who Kill Podcast. On Instagram, Sisters Who Kill Pod. There's a public Facebook page where you can like it and get updates on your regular Facebook feed. And there's also a private Facebook discussion group, ooh, where we chit chat, we tell our fake names, and we have a good time. You must answer the questions to get in. So don't be trying to be, don't be like that, okay? Don't be like that. Tazzy, do you have anything else? Talk to us, we talk back. Bye.